0: Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. Well, hello there, audience. Welcome to the very first episode of Wild Loner with your host, Jenna McGilvery. And I'm here accompanied with my good friend, Josh Elliott. Say hello, Josh.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: (laughs) Now, I would like to introduce you to Josh. I think probably some of you that are listening to me know who I am. I'm Jenna McGilvery. I hail from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. And uh, some of you may know me from Bravo's Below Deck Sailing Yacht, where I made people cry and punish them. And sorry, I did say I was going to introduce Josh, and there I go again, talking about myself.
1: That's all she cares about.
0: Yeah, it's 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 better that you guys know this now. I'm very selfish and self-involved, and that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Which is going to be fantastic. (laughs) So Josh is my friend who um, I was just talking to him before we started recording this. And Josh and I met in a bush in Port Angeles, Washington. And uh, Josh wasn't sure if we had met in the bush. And to be honest, I can't quite remember. I think it was either the bush or the house I was living in at the time Either way, it was a beautiful setting for a friendship to start, and that's how we, we met. We met, We actually um, bonded over our crass sense of humor, and we were around another couple of guys who I was working with at the time who did not share our crass sense of humor. And
1: thought. Fellow listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, Brandon. Yeah. What's up, Jimmy? Yeah.
0: They thought to be us very inappropriate individuals and were at times repulsed by our sense of humor. And uh
1: We'll explain that later. We don't Yeah, want we'll to, explain it later. Don't want anybody to leaving the show so early.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so Uh, I got Josh involved with me because I started, uh, thinking and conceptualizing this podcast and my original thought, you know, given that it's called wild loner, my thought was to do it solo. And, uh, there was a couple, um, issues that I had trying to do it solo one. Um, I'm completely incompetent in terms of anything tech wise And two, it actually was very difficult to try to record myself and be interesting without anyone to bounce off of. And
1: uh, so, kind of. So, I said, said bounce off me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Josh is my bounce off person. He's a good bouncer
1: (laughs) in Kansas.
0: Yeah. So, Josh is in Kansas and I am in Canada and we are uniting over the waves of podcast land. Woo-hoo. And so Josh was, uh, when I did, you know, first contact Josh and I said, please help me. I'm incompetent. Um, I don't know why I was like a little Irish person there, but, um, was that an Irish person
1: <laughs> that might've <have> been,
0: <laughs> please help me I'm... it was like a leprechaun, like a lucky charms
1: spoof. So I felt really lucky to be here too <laughs> yeah. for, it, for the first time. <laughs> On your podcast. You're
0: like, oh my God, she's passing out the accents already.
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Four leaf clovers all the way.
0: (laughs) So when I initially um, presented the idea to Josh, obviously he was extremely excited to be part of this podcast. And he was like, what the hell is your uh, theme of this podcast? And, you know, I've been typing this out um over the past few months to try to really narrow down what I'm trying to say so I'm going to try to say it now in eloquent words for you. So my goal of this podcast was uh when I was growing up, you know, ever since I was kind of in the teen years when I hit the hormones and uh I I felt you know, when I was younger, you're a kid, I, I got along with really most of the kids that I played with. And as I got older and my teen years and the hormones and all that, I found, you know, you're trying to find your way, you're trying to find your people who you connect with. And I felt very disconnected when I was in high school. I remember when I was actually in high school, I skipped out of a lot of my senior classes, not to do anything bad, but actually to go home and like go to sleep and uh <laughs> i was tired all the time and i just i guess i was going through some some blues of high school years and and that disconnect and that kind of has continued my whole life at times because i feel like i get along with a lot of people but i i i don't always feel um connected to people and the purpose for me doing this is because when I felt like really down out at periods of my life where I felt that disconnect or like I, or people didn't get me or, um, you know, I wasn't able to laugh with people that I, I've often like Googled or looked up things to make me feel connected. And it hasn't always been easy to find those sources. So my goal in doing this is to have a place where people who maybe do feel disconnected or feel lonely or feel like they're not understood, maybe this is a place where you can feel connected and understood. And uh, I hope to do that through humor, through um, talking about life, um, through an analysis of daily shit that I experience and like in a really funny way, because Josh, you can contest this I have a lot of stories.
1: She does have a lot of stories.
0: And most of them are fairly comical, usually at my expense.
1: Yes, I do laugh <laughs> quite often. <laughs> at my expense. Heavily. Um, yeah, it's defi- definitely. Um, I, I mean, I missed most of that intro because I was, was kind of spaced out, but it um, <laughs> sounds really good. And I'm sure everybody's really excited to hear yeah, some comedy, you know, some fun stuff, and some, you know, deep, some, your deepest, deep dark, darkest thoughts.
0: I like, I like to bring the people to the dark side through laughter. You know, I think that's, that's the awesome. best way. It's the best way, and I'd say, like in this last year, obviously we're going to highlight COVID because it's been a real fucker of a year for everyone, and I think it's been a year where everyone's really been introspective or the people that actually give a shit about, you know, growing as a human have been introspective. And we've all spent a lot of time, you know, feeling a little bit disconnected and feeling like, shit, what am I actually doing with my my life? What do I want to do with my life? Where am I going and who am I with? And, uh, you know, I think it's been a, a year where maybe people have gotten separated, divorced, uh, broken off friendships, I don't know. Hey, what do you think, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think the same thing and and also just the fact that we're not going out and connecting with right. uh, random people uh, as much either, you know, not just the people that we that we know. Right. but we're not getting any of that social uh I don't know, feelings that and all the stuff that comes along with just living a normal life. So, yeah, COVID's been a little bit a little bit weird for all of us and um
0: yeah, and I think that, I know
1: you've been through a lot this year, so
0: I, yeah, it's been a weird year. And yeah. I and I think that for me, that social stimulation, really missing out on that, has been really hard for me because I, I I would say I'm an extroverted introvert, where I really love being around people, and I get so much energy and excitement from people, and then I need my downtime. But with with this past year, it's been pretty much like all downtime, right? So I've not felt myself at times, but at times I've felt really more like myself than I ever have. Um, So, yeah. So I I do want to briefly talk about, because I know a lot of... Sorry, I actually keep on burping, too. I'm like, Uh, (laughs) Very ladylike and professional for a podcast. But um, I wanted to briefly talk about um, my experience on Below Deck and what that was like last year when COVID started, because I do know that people listening will be like, is she gonna talk about below deck? So I I do want to briefly talk about that. And I I think I've told Josh bits and pieces here or there. I don't really remember because it was all haze. I was probably drunk at the time. But um yeah basically what happened was uh we filmed the show it was all awesome and just to tell you guys what it was like on the show, it was I felt so so very excited to be part of that. And it was like, I was in my element. I just felt like, you know, I, I do love, I love being a chief stew. I love working on yachts. And then I had that, but I also had like the adrenaline of filming the job. And I've never felt adrenaline like that. And it was six weeks of filming and it felt like, you know, I was on the best drug ever for six weeks and I hardly slept because I just felt so much adrenaline and, you know, as many of you know, I got into a relationship on that show and that was all exciting, kind of, (laughs) some of it was very, very stressful. And then after the show finished, it doesn't come out for a full year after it's filmed. So during that time, the relationship I got into, into on the show, um, continued and we did three, did you just take a huge drink
1: of milk? Oh no, that was water. <laughs> it was like, I just, <gasps> oh, yeah. I was thinking about. It. I was going to edit that out. But, yeah, um, since, I think that's since you're since you're talking about it. That's pretty good. I guess we'll just uh, let the listeners um, uh, know. I have a mason jar full of water here, and I I've uh, been dying not to cough, so I decided to have a drink of water.
0: Oh, poor John. <laughs> Don't you cough on my freaking podcast, Josh.
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking.
0: You're like, "Oh god, she's talking so much." I'm trying
1: much. to roll away roll away from the microphone real quick. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. Okay. I'm back.
0: All right. Sorry wait, for that. So what were they saying? Oh yeah, so then um, you know, um person who shall remain nameless who I was in the relationship with. Uh, and I did a road trip across um, the states from west coast to where I live on the east side of Canada. And then we went back and then we did that again. And so um, we were together for almost a year during that time. And then the show came out and it was so exciting when it came out. And, you know, all my friends and all my family were so excited for the whole process. And I had prepared myself or I attempted to prepare myself um, for the online battering (laughs) by looking at, you know, what, other people who had done the show had gotten. And, um, but I, until it happens to you, like, you know, and, and okay, we'll just say his name. His name's Adam. Um, I don't know why he, should I was going to say, nameless. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but anyway, Adam was definitely like, you know, trying to prepare me for it. And I was like, don't bring your negativity around here, mister. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think until it actually happens, you just have, you really can't prepare yourself for it and you have no idea. And, um, so, you know, it started a little bit and at first you're like, holy shit, this is pretty bad. But then you kind of get over it and you're like, whatever. And it's like on a daily basis, you're just like, who cares? The opinion of these people, it doesn't really matter. They don't know who I actually am as a person. Um, but it's funny how you, we obviously uh, always gravitate towards the negative, right? Like we're so prone to, holding on to those negative statements people make about us opposed to the positive. And I had tons of positive responses too, but for whatever reason, these negative ones would be holding on to, I would hold on to. And the weird part of it was, um, I came back to my hometown right, um, at the time that the show aired and I am also a social worker. So I took a social work, um, uh, job for a temp contract for just three months so while the show started to air I was working as a social worker and sometimes when you're a social worker you can also get people who tell you off and are saying things and I remember going to my doctor and I was like you know I was trying to explain to him I'm like I'm on this tv show and like I got this I get these messages from people and he's like what kind of messages I'm like I don't know like this guy wrote me and was like Jetta's personality is like a stale ham sandwich. (laughs) And that was at the start. So it was like before really the things took off. But uh,
1: before the stale ham sandwich really came out.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, you think you know what a fucking stale ham sandwich is. Stay tuned for a real ham sandwich.
1: Wait till episode four.
0: There's not even any mustard on this sandwich. It's just fucking old ham and white bread and that's it. It's just stale ham. Um <laughs> actually if there was mustard on it that would really make this sandwich but anyway we um, <laughs> so just like, hit
1: it in the microwave for like 15 seconds it'll soften the bread Yeah. Um, anyway
0: let's, yeah. Know, let's
1: stay focused it. this is not a you know a, food. a ham
0: ad <laughs> this, this is, is not, not food. an advert not for ham food. we are not sponsored not by podcast. Oscar Mayer. <laughs>
1: not at all
0: um, so anyway, so then I was telling him like these people are calling me a stale ham sandwich, but also, you know, in my in my social work job, somebody's telling me, you know, I'm I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever, like actual serious things that really do matter. And he was just looked at me like so confused, like, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. But um as it progressed, um, and then frigging COVID happened, I was in my house alone. Uh, My relationship with Adam had ended in a not pleasant way. Uh,
1: Adam doesn't like ham.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He was like, he just sent me a text message. Yeah. For all of you who want to know how it actually ended, it was that he sent me a text message saying, I don't like ham, period. (laughs) Blocked. (laughs) Yeah, And then he blocked me. And then I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I, we don't have to have a ham. We can have bologna instead. And he was like, I don't like bologna either. Fuck off. So it was a real conflict of meat preferences.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not a vegan podcast. <laughs> anyway,
0: so, so, um, yeah, so that was all happening. So people, the the online stuff had progressed not to just stale ham sandwich. They were calling me horse face. They were calling me, what else? It was just basically ugly. I was a bitch. I was a bully. Yeah, and then they called me a stale ham sandwich and my boyfriend dumped me over text because he called me a stale ham sandwich and I, I'm having a lot of trouble. And he was just looking at me like, what the hell is she talking about? But anyway, years ago when I was with this doctor, I,
1: <laughs> oh I'm trying to have kids no, no,
0: no, no. I, sorry. I was in his office explaining to him <laughs> that I wanted to get tested or, or to see about my fertility. And I had a boyfriend at the time. And, um, so part of the testing in Canada to, to be eligible for free healthcare testing is that you have to say that you've been with the same partner for a year, trying to have a baby so that they'll test you. So I was saying to him, you know, yes, I have had this partner for a year. We've been trying to have a kid. And then um, he, he said, okay, all right, so you've been with the same partner. And he's, like, check marking his book. And he said, and um, same partner for a year. Um, and so just this one partner. And then I said, no, 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 there's been multiple. I felt like, you know, the more shots up there that I got, the better chances I'd have of getting pregnant, no? <laughs> and, he <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me like... He didn't know what to do, and I I told him he could laugh, and he refused to do that. So anyway, he doesn't think my jokes are funny. I
1: think I think it was him on Twitter. Do you think he has an alter ego? (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) he's like you infertile still still, (laughs) Hamwich, still 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 Hamwich bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: the whole time he's just biting his lip. He's not laughing because he's biting his lip like that was me. Yeah, he's (laughs) like ah yes,
0: she read my tweet.
1: I watched episode one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anyway, so, um, yeah, what was that related to? So, yeah, all of this is going on. So, um, at at the time, it was a very low time where the excitement of the show was like this roller coaster going up the track. And then instead of going down the hill and continuing on all the corkscrews, you just, uh, the, the roller coaster broke and uh, you got pulled back into the house where the roller coaster starts. And you're like, come on, let's go. Because it kind of sucked. That was my metaphor for the time of COVID and the show and all this. So I, I was very alone at the time because, again, lost my job. The show was airing. Everyone was calling me a stale ham sandwich and an ugly horse face. And my boyfriend had dumped me. And uh my friends also like got a little bit too stressed out reading all of the negativity and my I know my family did too, and they were kind of like, we can't really talk about it anymore. So I just felt like I was really um alone in that period of time. So what I did at the time was um I I was like, fuck this, I'm not gonna let these fucking trolls win. What am I gonna do to use this to my benefit instead of negative? And I um I tried to do some things on Instagram and stuff where I um, asked people who, you know, had had some experiences of, you know, unpleasantness in their lives to share it or talk to me or if anyone was depressed or feeling really down to, to message me. And I got quite a lot of messages from people. You know, it was very, it's obviously really heartbreaking to hear people's trauma, but I I would say I am good at that too. Listening to people's trauma as a social worker and I genuinely care about people. And so that's what kind of got me through that period of time was listening to people's trauma.
1: People that have bigger (laughs) problems than yours. uh, (coughs) It's gotten me through a lot as well.
0: No, what I'm saying is I enjoyed being able to, to, I, I, I hope that in some ways it offered people some help. So, and it made me feel good about myself to be able to help people. And hopefully I did that. And that was my intent. And that's, again, related to the intent of this podcast. So during that time, again, another thing that really helps me is when, you know, and when you're surrounded by these trolls that are um, ridiculing you online, it's like that kind of becomes your whole world. And that's, you know, you can work in an office place or You know, you maybe you're in an abusive relationship or you're just around people that are negative. And when you're around people like that, it it can take over your whole persona and your whole life. And I and I just really didn't want to let that happen. And so another thing I would share that really helps me in general when I feel that disconnect or when I feel, you know, lonely or um, like nobody gets me is to have that intellectual stimulation. So it was really like reading books. Um, and I want to share, like I read kazi David's book, um, that's called no one asked for this. And you know, she's a, uh, she's a great writer and she's, um, she, she wants to be a comedian. So she's quite funny as well. And that really made me reading that made me feel really connected. And I was, I also wanted to share that I was watching, um, the show Girls, I was re-watching that, Old show Girls with Lena Dunham, and I was watching this scene in which the character Janessa is trying to not do drugs, and she's trying to remain sober, and there's just this one little quick scene where she's, like, in her bedroom by herself, and she's blasting music, and she's, just like, whipping her hair around, and she's like, fuck, I'm so bored, and it's just, like, you know, like, just those... Little moments where you feel like, oh, somebody else is experiencing what I ex- is experiencing or has experienced or who wants to show what other people have experienced that's similar to what I'm feeling. So I don't know if you have any experiences with that, Josh. Like you're a male, you're the male perspective of this. Do you um, get like that? Oh, ever? yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been
1: through the roller coaster, been up and down. Yeah. And, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, COVID's been, been funky and, um, yeah, there's been a lot of things that have changed in my life too that have actually helped me and uh, a lot of that has to do with people that are hurting more than I am. So <laughs> So we're both sick. <laughs> so I guess we're right. I guess we're right there, you know, like um,
0: Well, and you know. I, I remember that from when I was 15, I was, you know, I was like kind of depressed again going through those like growing pains like they used to call it. Um, But my dad was like, well, you're fucking depressed. Go fucking help somebody else. My dad swore a lot. So that's literally how he sounded. Um, But he would be like, don't fucking sit there crying. Go help somebody. And then you'll feel a lot better about yourself. And uh, that's definitely true. And maybe that's why I was a social worker. I don't know. But um, I mean, and it's not that you're like getting off on people's misery. It's that, you know, we, we we can connect in that misery because we've all gone through it on various levels, you know, and some more than others and it's not a contest, but it's like, you just want to um, connect with people about our shared experiences. And that's really what life is about, right? Connecting with our shared experiences.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that, uh, you know, explains a lot and, and why you want to have the podcast. I'm I'm very interested in um, when people started calling you a stale ham sandwich. <laughs> Uh, like, 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 can you give us some, to, you know, let us know some things that, um, that you went through with that, with like, with that hate. I mean, that's, it's kind yeah. of a big deal. You know what I mean? Like to, to have, you, people don't understand. It's not just one person. This is, oh, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, without Speaking on uh, Bravo's behalf, because I'm not sure how they treated you, but the editing uh, features in there make a lot different. I, I know you as a, a really great person and a really funny person and yeah. like one of my favorite people that Aww. I've met. And, and uh, you know, I've always just held you in a high regard and Aww, thanks, enjoyed your company. And to have to see what, the you know, see the picture that was painted and you know i understand it was it's comedy almost you know in the editing but it's not for you for you it was not comedy for me i i know you and i yeah. know what i saw and i know that's different so well, i understood that cuz i know you but other people only got the bravo half
0: well and i guess like to be honest when i watch it like that is that is me but it's that it's just <laughs> really sorry to burst your bubble but i am not the person you think i am i'm actually a piece of shit
1: (laughs) oh my gosh brandon was right i should have listened to him
0: no i would say here's the thing it's it's hard to explain it is me but it's just like it's it's just that it's like cut off at certain points so it's like when i say stuff like we're gonna punish her like i said this about madison like that's not me actually saying I'm going to punish her. That's me being me joking. And really almost everything I say is a joke in life. And, and I will, I will say this, I was thinking about this today. I really like, okay. From the time that I was 19, I worked at a dinner theater and I had like some of the best times of my life because I was with my people. Like I just felt so, um, so at home and, like I could just fucking say or do anything and people like laughed and then they would say or do anything and we would all laugh cause it was hilarious and everything was funny. And that was my whole job. And I'm like, I'm getting paid to like have the best time of my life. And then it's like, as I got older, I like strayed from that. And I don't know why. Cause it's like in every, the best jobs I've had and I've had quite a few jobs, <clears throat> the best jobs I've had are ones where I'm working with people who get my sense of humor And if they don't, it's can be the worst job. And I usually won't stay there. And every time I worked on a boat, my resume, my cover letter would say, I need to work in an environment where my humor is appreciated and vice versa. And captains who would call me for jobs would always be like, I noticed that you have a sense of humor. And I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome that that's what you read. And then usually the people that hired me had the same sense of humor because they would pick out that line and be like. God, yeah, we want to hire somebody who has a sense of humor. Cause we have a sense of humor. And then you'd work in a place where everyone laughed and had a good time. And obviously, um, on below deck sailing yacht, I, you know, I didn't pick Madison, um, to work with and, and she didn't get my humor. And, and
1: I, she doesn't, uh, Madison doesn't like ham.
0: <laughs> Madison and Adam both hate Yeah, ham.
1: Madison and, Ed, yeah, they probably will never eat pork again. after.
0: Me, yeah. you know? <laughs> No, and again, you know what? I've I've said this in, like, interviews before about, like, my sense of humor, and they're like, like, um, Andy Cohen was like, so you actually think it's, you know, were you so you think it's okay for you to say that Parker was being breastfed? And it's like, I, I will still argue that, that, like, if you're in the right environment, and it was taken out of context sometimes, but it's like, yeah, I do still think it's funny. And people can say that shit to me, and I think it's funny. And m- my sense of humor is like, you can... You can lay it into me as well and and I will take it. And most people that know me know that there aren't very many limits as to what they can say to me in terms of humor. And I get that it's a joke,
1: right? And um Yeah, I learned that real fast.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. On a glorious hike in Port Angeles, Washington, or Lake Crescent, or wherever we were hiking. It was Port I Angeles. I learned a lot that day.
0: Yeah, you were like, I think you learned you're like. Oh, like there's a chick that has the same weird sense of humor as me. Yeah, right. Take it. Is that what you learned?
1: Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I've literally eaten a ham sandwich every day since.
0: <laughs> okay, that sounded very just, perverted. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in that way, but I mean, I'm just meant, you know, in hopes to
0: metaphorically speaking. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. From from sandwiches. Kansas,
1: you're in, you're in, you're in Canada. I think they understand that. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh wild. my oh, face is turning wild. red right now.
1: Nice. Um <laughs> so anyway. Well, what'd you eat? What'd you have for dinner?
0: <laughs> I had Indian food.
1: I had okay, butter That's why dinner. it explains the burps. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, Josh, I uh many of the people I think I think there was a lot of people who definitely fed off of reading the negativity about me. I know when I saw the most recent um well, not the most recent, but the Below Deck Med that was playing Malia got really ripped, a new one, on, on social media. And sometimes you'd see the stuff that was written about her, and it's just, like, it's so vile. And you're like, God, people are just brutal, what they say. And sometimes I don't think, like, because my my friends and family don't read that shit because are not trolls and they, Ooh, yeah, they so don't get pleasure read. out of it. You know? It's not pleasurable to read those things really about anyone, let alone somebody you actually care about, like my family. Right. So, but sometimes I would save the messages and I, I actually saved this message and this one was sent to me somewhat recently. So it's it, it definitely once the show dies off um, or once the show ends, uh, they, the trolls no longer troll you. They just find a new person to troll in the new season because they just want to put their hatred onto somebody Um, and, but this lady wrote me, so I'm going to read you what she wrote me to give you an idea. Oh my God. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. So this lady's name is Liz. So Liz says to me. You come off as a complete douchebag bitch on the show. (laughs) You suck at your job because all you do is flirt with Adam and ignore your duties. You look thirsty as fuck honestly, like you've never had a boyfriend before. Adam deserves way better and everyone is so glad that he realized that and broke up with you. I've never hated anyone on TV as much as you. You have big teeth and an ugly horse face. You think you are better than everyone else. Did you even realize you acted like a cunt on national television I hope you made good money for doing such a shitty job and you're s- treating your stewardesses like crap you stuck up ugly bitch no one likes you and you have no titties and an even flatter
1: ass that's actually <laughs> I mean, like, so she's
0: so, pretty funny when I
1: read it. Yeah. It's I like, think she did. She good. know you in real life because no, uh, she's pretty she, accurate. That's
0: pretty spot on. I'm
1: like, yeah, spot on. Liz,
0: the, the accuracy to your statements are so spot on that, like, honestly, until you told me that, I did not realize that I acted like a cunt on national television because <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my goal. So, the fact that she picked up on it is proof that I succeeded. And- Honestly,
1: I've read like five of the negative tweets that have been sent to you, and I believe that was one of them. And I died laughing.
0: What? That I was a cunt.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that that, that exact uh, thing. I felt I've, I felt I heard that before. That or, <laughs> it's been said multiple times. I don't know.
0: It's all the same. Cause then like these people are, are, are not known to be the most creative people, right? Like people who write things to people about you being a horse face and a cunt and that they hate you. They're not, um, I would say healthy people. I don't no, know,
1: I'd love to go to her account and then uh, click on the tweets and replies and see what she's up to today.
0: Yeah. They're usually people who hate multiple people. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not special. I'm not uniquely hated. I'm just one of the many people that Liz hates and that's Damn okay. It. But actually I do feel bad. Like, you know, and the odd time I've written back to people and I've said, Hey, just a heads up. I'm a person, and that actually really hurts my feelings because I'm not going to sit here and laugh and say that it doesn't hurt my feelings at time like that. That's actually pretty funny what Liz wrote. Yeah, that's that, that, funny. That, yeah, <laughs>
1: sometimes sometimes when things are, you know, you get a little sensitive. Yeah. And, um, but then they go overboard. Then yeah. it becomes funny. Like
0: no no one's immune to you know hurtful statements, and even as adults, like we're we're not all always grounded enough to be like. Well, that's just going to roll off my back. You know, it's not, I'm not going to take that personally. Like you always take it personally to an extent, especially like the things that really bothered me were about Adam and like, Oh yeah. I'm, it's so good that he realized that you're a piece of shit. And, um, you know, what they didn't know was that he realized I was the stale ham sandwich. That was
1: more accurate, but ah, <laughs> jokes on her.
0: <laughs> you don't even know. It's not that he got bored of me. It's that you know, he,
1: he just turned vegan. He
0: doesn't like ham. <laughs>
1: turned vegan, you couldn't get him to shut up. (laughs) You got sick of him.
0: He was like, I no longer cook steaks. I cook portobello mushrooms.
1: (laughs) That means I don't even eat eggs.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's a sideline reference. But anyway, so I would like to close this very first episode um, by just asking generally for you the listeners to think about if you were a type of sandwich what you might be and you know that's just a little grain to think about and Josh I'd you know for for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better what kind of ham what kind of I was gonna say what kind of ham sandwich because that's the only kind. No but what kind of sandwich would you be?
1: Well I was kind of trying to hide my weight um, <laughs> on here since it's a podcast you know they say I got the body for radio Um, So I think I'm the Jimmy John's ultimate porker.
0: (laughs) Like, you just made me feel bad for laughing at that. But that was really... It was how you emphasized the word porker. Well... uh, That's a very specific sandwich. I feel like you've thought about this before. uh,
1: I didn't really think about it before, but um, sometimes my brain works so fast you'll freak.
0: Okay, well, I'm not going to, you know... um, tell you that you're not a Jimmy
1: John's fried pork. Ultimate porker.
0: Oh, ultimate pork. They better
1: pay us us for this. I use their, (laughs) I use their catchphrase.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to tell you that you're not that um, because if that's who you identify with, you're allowed to identify with whatever sandwich you identify with. Um, And I will be the still ham sandwich. And we would like to be the ultimate porker. And yeah, so the ultimate porker and the, basic ham sandwich stale ham sandwich (laughs) would like to thank you for listening to the very first episode and we hope that you will tune in next week for the next episode
1: it's gonna be fun
0: can't wait (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right